Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today, I'm going to ask a question, or I'm going to address the OSR. What is the OSR, and why am I into the OSR? Well, apparently there's this big conversation about what the OSR is. And I'm not too into that. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and try to define what the OSR is. If you aren't aware, the OS, OSR stands for Old School Revival or Old School Renaissance. It was a uh, movement in gaming and tabletop role-playing games where people started going back to the older games. Now, I never had a revival or a renaissance of old school games, so to say. I, As third edition came out, I played it a bit, and then I went back to older editions of Dungeons and Dragons, and I was still playing a lot of other older game systems that I played. For a period in the early 2000s after third edition came out, I had a hard time keeping a regular campaign. I only managed to get a handful of games in a year for many years, and my children were very young then. It was hard to be able to keep a regular routine and schedule with a game. A bit over about a decade or so more ago, I was able to finally get an ongoing campaign of AD&D going. And I, I was really happy. I've been keeping a regular scheduled game since then. But in those early years when they were in diapers, it wasn't as easy. I discovered there were there were books that were coming out by people who were independently putting them out that were compatible still with the old Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and stuff that I was playing. And all those books were labeled often OSR. And I picked them up. I was really thrilled that I could keep on getting new content for this game that hasn't been, well, at this point, hadn't been supported by the original publisher for over 21 years. It, that seems like a long time the more I think about it. It doesn't seem like AD&D and 2nd Edition were that long ago. So, after 3rd Edition, um, people started cranking out clones. You have things like Castles and Crusades, and everybody's familiar with Pathfinder, where they use the open game license to make all these other games and compatible books and stuff. And one of the things that's happened is they've made older editions come back, starting with something like Osric, which is the old school reference index companion or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it stands for, but it's essentially Osric is the first edition AD&D rules represented in a new book. You can get it print to order online. I strongly suggest picking it up. Some of the other game systems that are out that emulate or replicate the older editions, a lot of them lean into the basic expert and older versions of D&D that are not the AD&D, Advanced D&D, but the OD&D or basic books. Uh, those would be books and games like Swords and Wizardry, or the one that seems to be the big rage right now is Old School Essentials. So, the OSR. Why the OSR? And what is the OSR? I guess the what is the OSR is something that people fight about and bicker about, have bickered about. I heard somebody say one time uh, that OSR to them meant open source rules or open source rule system. I like that. I don't think that's what it was intended to mean or means to most people. 
But that's one of the elements I like most about the OSR games and the OSR books that I have, is that there is an open source to it. Unlike it was back in the day when TSR had Dungeons and Dragons out, and it was kind of a hazy area if you tried to put out content for the game. We now had the ability to self-publish and put out our own things for the game. And I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of the community kind of owning and controlling the game and us creating the game and putting it out, being able to get the different variations of rule sets that pop up. There's things out there like the black hack or the white hack where they present the rules for the game in different ways. People are publishing pretty much what amounts to their house rules for the Dungeons and Dragons game, creating new versions of it, like science fiction approaches to it. Eric Bloat, Bloat Games puts out a lot of really cool games like Vigilante City or Dark Places and Demogorgons that kind of use the OD&D inspired rule sets for new settings and new games. Dark Places and Demogorgons kind of does this 80s feeling um, Stranger Things approach to kids fighting the supernatural, whereas Vigilante City kind of takes the game system and turns it into a superhero game. I think those are great. I love to be able to have a game that uses the core rules and systems that I'm used to and fond of to make new settings and new things with it to give me more that I can use together. So when newer editions kept on coming out, I didn't pick up them all. I didn't follow them all. A few of them I did and ran and they were okay. But I liked sticking with these games and books that are compatible with the many books on my shelves that I have. There was a period in time there in the early 2000s when I had, uh, I had, I had some AD&D books, but definitely not a massive amount. And I was able to pick up most of the AD&D books for relatively nothing. People were practically giving them away. Uh, some of those books I picked up for like seven bucks a pop. I see going for outrageous prices now. I was able to fill in the spaces of books that went missing and that had been sold off to half-price books when I was hard up that way when I started picking them up, used the old AD&D books. So, why the OSR and why is it a thing I get into? Well, because I've been playing it for a while. I know the system. I enjoy it. The 5th editions and uh, the other game systems out there are just as valid. Uh, go for it. Play them. If I were getting into it nowadays... Um, I'd probably have started off with 5th edition like many people do. If I were to suggest somebody to get into gaming through a certain system, I always suggest basic fantasy role-playing. <clears throat> now, the basic fantasy role-playing game is free online. That's one of the great things about a lot of these games that are labeled OSR, these old-school games. Not only is it free online, but it sells to, uh, for print at cost. So it's like $5 for the main book, which has everything you need to play. You don't need a monster's manual, a player's guide, and a dungeon master's guide like you do with uh, Dungeons and Dragons or buy them from Hasbro. It's 150 bucks cover price for those. Here, $5, all the content from those three books is in one book, and you can go play your game. Get a little dice, voila, you get it in paper, and there's your game. Basic role playing, uh, a basic, uh, <laughs> basic fantasy role playing, is uh, is a really good system to check out. It's Chris Garnerman puts it out. Now, also, if I were to get in, I suggest looking at games like Swords and Wizardry, which is also free and online. 
or Castles and Crusades, uh, which also is free online. Now, the Castles and Crusades PDF is not normally free online, but it has been for the last year or so. You can pick it up at the Trollord site. I think those are great starting off points because the rule systems are simple. They're not very complex. They don't cost a lot of money, and you can do a lot with them. Anything you can do with the larger, more expensive, a fancier, um, big corporate produced versions, you can do with these, and you can do with them on a budget. And you don't have to spend a lot of money trying to feel around and get a, get an idea of what it is you're getting into. So I always I always uh, gravitate towards suggesting those. It's great to have a hobby like this where we don't need to go out and uh, and look and have to buy from Hasbro or some other large corporation, but we're able to create these things within the community and share them and put them out and interact with the creators and build to it and add it to ourselves. You know, like a video game, you have to buy it from whatever big video game corporation and films, they come from, I think they come from Warner Brothers and, and, and Disney. Now, I'm not sure if there's anybody else who makes them anymore. I'm being silly there. <laughs> um, but the community aspect... The ability, like I even noticed that I review zines a lot, the ability for us to be able to publish our own material and put it out, I love that. I love the approach that we have. We are the creators and the consumers of the thing that we're involved in. We're not necessarily cranking it out to make a lot of money all the time. Some people are making a buck off of it. Hallelujah. Put some food on the table if you can. Um, but at the end of the day, I do like the, the open source and the open community element of gaming. And the OSR has that, and it's it's lots of great little places like Exalted Funeral, if you haven't been to that website, that sells tons of little zines that all kinds of people are cranking out. And Swordfish Islands is another one that's worth looking at. They have a few cool things. Why the OSR? Well, because it's a game I've played for a long time, and a lot of times it's I just don't want to have to buy a whole bunch of new stuff to keep on playing it. I'd rather buy stuff to add to it. And I love that people are still making stuff to add to it. Back in the day, I used to buy dungeons, dungeon magazines and dragon mags. And they had tons of great content, but they haven't made those in so long. But all that kind of content I used to get from there, I see others are cranking it out, like Knock Magazines, which I'm still waiting on my copy in the mail for <laughs> from, the, from the Kickstarter. Um, and today I got in the mail, I'll probably be reviewing soon, the Carcass Crawler, an old school essentials zine, the official old school essentials zine. And uh, I love that all this stuff is still just being cranked out for this game that we've been playing for decades. So that's why I get into the OSR, uh, and a lot of my friends are into it as well. And we play a lot of those games, and I'm assuming if you listen to this, you're into it and playing them too. If not... Hopefully you'll get a few ideas of some cool games that you can get into and pick up on a budget for a price. So that's all I have for today. If you enjoyed the episode or any of our episodes, share them. Let somebody else see it. Give us a positive review somewhere. I love that. Help us out a bit. And check out our website, wobbliesandwizards.com. Keep those dice rolling. <laughs>